Life is a roller coaster in itself. The knowns and the unknowns, the struggle, the joys and disappointments, the trauma, the loss, and all the moments in between that seem to come full circle. In the midst of the lives we live daily, oftentimes unexpected curveballs enter into our airspace. Those moments compiled affect us in the physical, immerse themselves within our mental, emotional, and spiritual beings. These moments are powerful and create a story, your story, a story where you can be empowered to thrive and not just survive. This is the Power of the P podcast. Welcome back to the Power of the P podcast. This is Tiffany Cepeda, the host and author of Power of Pain, and Yanira, our co-host. She's back this week. Yay, I'm back. And we're going to talk on part three, actually, of abuse, divorce, and the church. And this has been a really powerful series. We've had a lot of good feedback. I think just talking about topics that are not talked about very much Mm -hmm. has been such a game-changing element um, just for growth and healing and I think loving other people. That's really our heart behind this whole series is how can we love other people well in these hard seasons of life that most people think are taboo, which they're not. They're people's stories and they're real life and we, I know we've gone through them and we know a lot of other people that have gone through and experienced it and so we wanted to kind of jump in on like, what does the journey to healing look like? And how can you be a good support also yeah. to somebody that you may know or have a friend that is in that kind of season? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to I jump know. in. This is a good one. I love the topic of just healing and support because I don't think it's talked about enough. And I don't know that people actually know how to support someone that has been going through something. Um, I think. We, you and I talk about it often and we know like what we would like for, you know, the support to look like for us. It's different for every individual. But I think that speaking about healing and how to support our friends, our family when they're going through divorce or betrayal or, you know, whatever they're going through, how can we show up for them? Yes, I think that's so huge. And um, it's really hard. I think we mentioned this a little bit in the last episode is what do you do with someone that's in a divorce situation? I don't think a lot of people know how to navigate that. And it makes them want to either leave that person alone, which makes you feel, you know, isolated or judged or, you know, unwanted. And that's, I think, the time you need the most support. So how can you better support somebody that may be going through a divorce situation or in an abusive situation and be there for them without being judgmental and without coming across in in that way, but instead showing them a level of love that I think is really needed. So what do you think the journey to healing looks like most of the time? Because, you know, it is different for everyone. And I know you have had your own journey and you also have talked to a lot of other people who've kind of been in that process. Yes. And I think it, it it's obviously, you know, it's different for everyone and all of us, you know, we're all individuals. So it looks different. Um, and I think the the best way is, you know, if you have a family member, if you have a friend, Um, it's okay to ask them the questions. You know, sometimes it's okay to say, how is it, if you don't know and you want to be there 
for them, it's okay to ask them, how can I support you? Um, because a lot of times you don't want to jump into something without with the assumption of just you automatically knowing how you're going to support them. And then what if they don't like that? What if they don't, or their love language is not, you know, the same as yours, but you want to show up for them. So how can you show up for them? It's okay to ask, you know, sometimes, you know, it's okay to just simply say, how can I support you? What is it that I can do for you? Or if you do know something of them, um, you know, I'm a good listener. I like to listen to, to my friends and my family and I hear, you know, certain things like, when you run out of your notebook, you know, uh, you didn't say it, but I heard you. And then, you know, I can gift you with something like a little journal, you know. But if you if you know them, then do the little small things because the little small things are significant. Yeah. And so supporting them by, you know, listening to them, especially listening. Um, that's something that everybody needs. A lot of times listening means showing up, but don't be judgmental just listening and talking and, you know, just hearing them out because a lot of times they just need to vent. We just need to vent. And so if we're isolated and a lot of times, like you and I, a lot of our <clears throat> friends and family actually left us and we were alone and lonely and we had, we didn't have anyone. But if you want to remain, because you can have people that will remain, then show up for them there's certain ways to actually do it. And so this is what this whole podcast is about. This is how we're going to talk about healing and supporting one another um, and the right proper steps. You know, I don't want to be able to come up to someone and just invade them. I want to make sure that I do it in a respect, respectful manner as well. Yeah. So that's so good. And I also think how to empower someone yes. because when you go through, uh, whether even just like a, a friendship that goes bad, right. Yeah. Let alone a divorce, it, you feel so weak and vulnerable and powerless a lot of times coming out of that situation. And I think that's the, or one of our other goals is like, how can we help other people feel empowered yes. in their situation or in their season, whether it is, you know, healing through mental health or through a disappointment or maybe a big setback back in your life um it doesn't have to just be in this topic of this episode but i think just how can we support someone who is going through a divorce how can we also empower them yes. as they're healing you know through that journey and while we were talking i was googling a few things and these are all actually really good yes. and i think we relate to a lot of them yeah. but one of them says invite them out even if they often decline this is huge i never got invited out yeah and i i think because again going back to that a lot of people don't know how to I think interact with someone mm -hmm. that is going through a divorce. Like, what do I say to them? Yeah. Is it going to be awkward? Is it going to be drama? I mean, I think a lot of people just don't really know where to go with right. even a conversation. So the thought of inviting them out, oh, they're going through a hard time. That's probably overwhelming. Right. But no, it, I think inviting them out makes them feel less alone. It yes. makes them feel more included and wanted because they're already going through something that they feel very unwanted yeah. in. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was a good one. Uh, if they're moving, help them pack, especially if they have kids. Like that's overwhelming and it can be uh, a huge, it's a huge life change. It's one of the biggest causes of depression, yeah. believe it or not, is going through a divorce. It's a massive life change. And I just don't think 
we know how to be there enough for other people. That's true. Uh, offer to help them out with the kids here or there. Give them a break. That's super important because they're used to having this support system to zero support system overnight. Yes. And that is hard. And it's also hard on the kids. Like giving them a break can also get, change up the environment a little bit for the kids. Oh, yeah, and I definitely. think that's really, really good. So good. And do not trash the ex. This is good. I think yes. a lot of times it can be easy to just want to talk bad about another person because you think it's going to make them feel good. But it just brings up all those feelings yes. and all of the anger or the pain that maybe, you know, your friend or that family member is just not ready to deal with. But instead, just talk about, like, exciting things, things that are a little bit more positive yes. instead of maybe negative things about their past relationship Mm -hmm. and showing up with a meal this was good i like that one i like that one a lot i think that um food is always you know something good whether it's let's go out for dessert it doesn't have to be you know or you know you also want to change the environment too so that's why i like about you know let's go out taking them out of that environment because they're you don't know they're probably stuck in that environment maybe they have memories and in that environment but taking them out of that environment inviting them to go out to eat whether it's dessert or let's go get some ice cream or you know let's go you know um i don't know get some coffee and just you know have a good time and just be there you know and i don't i think it again it's those little things but going out to eat i think everyone likes to eat whether you know whatever it is ice cream coffee you know it's it's taking them out enjoying that and yeah that's a good one i like that one <laughs> i like that it's true getting out of your environment yeah changes everything about your mood about how you think about how you feel like you said not having those memories yes. again that maybe you don't want to bring up because you're trying to move forward that's right. that's really good uh the other thing that i think is also important is be accepting of where they're at instead of pressing for the details and i know that was a big one for me a lot of people even a lot of my mentors would you know be like i want to meet you and you know talk about everything and I need to know what happened and it's like that's I'm not ready and me setting that boundary I'm not ready to talk about that because I honestly don't know how I would want to communicate it because of how I'm feeling and I don't want to put somebody else under the bus or or talk bad about someone else uh, just because of my you know process or what I'm experiencing and a lot of times you're just not ready to even talk yeah. about all the details because it's a very big wound and it's a very personal thing. And some people are just never ready to talk yes. about it. They just want to deal with it themselves and with the Lord and move on. That's right. And so I think being okay with where that person stands and what their boundaries are on that without being the, so quick to jump to, hey, what happened? I need to know the details. Yeah. It brings that person's walls down. Like, okay, they can love me for me. Exactly, yes. And just, I think being mindful of them, be mindful of the hurt that they're carrying. Um, and just, you know, think about, you know, just be respectful enough to know. And again, it's it to me, it always goes back in asking, what is it are you okay with? Um, you know, we don't have to talk about anything. And sometimes people don't want to talk about it again, because like you're saying, it's so painful that, you know, to bring that up, but then you have other people that are okay with talking about it. So that's why I'm saying like, you know, ask them in regards to, you know, what they feel comfortable with. And then, cause you don't want to overstep any boundaries either, you know, just make sure that just across the board, you're there to support them, but you're there for them, you know? And so just be very careful. Cause it could be, you know, no. And if they don't want to talk about it, 
you don't have to. That's okay. As long as they know that you are there to support them, to love them, to show up for them. Um, Because again, we've talked about this. I didn't have that, you know, and that loneliness of just being so lonely and not having that support system. um, It can be very, very, you know, just it's scary because it's so you're so lonely and then you you're you have all these emotions and all these so you don't have anyone to talk to you don't have anyone to really vent you know to and you know once I do want to be there for my friends I don't want to be that friend that is just going to run away in spite of what has happened in my friend's life so this is an awesome topic and all everything that you mentioned it's so you know on point it's so good so yes these are very good like learning moments of just how to help you know someone through their journey and again i think we talked about this you just never know that you may be in that same position because we don't know what the future holds and i'm not saying that that's going to happen you know but you know we want to be you know i think it's having empathy towards other people and that's really important and key yeah that's so good and i think there's a difference between having empathy for someone and trying to be someone's holy spirit yes because that is nobody's place like you don't know where that person is at what they have gone through behind the scenes that as a person whether you're coming out with you know you think you're coming out you know with the right heart or intention please do not tell someone what they should and shouldn't do because of what you believe God is putting on your heart. That is something that God will speak directly to them. He is very powerful. He's very capable of talking directly to his people. And again, sometimes that can be very tainted with what our own beliefs are. And so I think just coming out with empathy instead of saying, hey, this is what you need to do because, you know, this is what I feel God has told me. And and I think there can be a really fine line between how can we love people the way, you know, Jesus wants us to love Mm -hmm. them versus coming off with judgment. And so I just always say, don't be the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. Let Jesus speak to his people directly. Just be the support system because that's all he asks us to do is just love on other people. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all he says. He even says, you will be known to be my followers my people who love me and follow me by the way you love other people and I think judging other people or trying to tell them what they should and shouldn't do um, especially in a divorce or abuse situation is it's just very not helpful it actually can be a lot more hurtful yeah it's so true you definitely want to you know don't play the role of the Holy Spirit and just, you know, come in, just, I'd rather come in love than come in any form of judgment or cause a greater pain, you know, and if we know who Jesus is and we know who the Holy Spirit is, it's just peace, you know, and I want to be that peace that for my friend, for my family member, at least that's what I wanted. You know, I wanted to have that peace and not the judgment, you know, and it's so important and so key. I want to come in just in peace. I don't want, there's no agenda. Because I think a lot of times we want to support, like you just immediately, you become curious and you want to know, oh my God, tell me like what's happening. And no, let's take a step back. You know, let's be mindful of this other person and respectful and just, you know, be who Jesus is, loving, peaceful, you know, and a lot of times in the middle of a divorce, it can be very chaotic. 
and there's chaos, especially if you have children and you have kids, how can you show up with to your friend, your family member, and still be yourself, but be that peace, that safe place? And for me, it was so hard because when you're going through a divorce, it's hard for you to trust other people. So for me, it was hard to trust and find someone that I can trust. So I was like, okay, I can't trust anyone. I was like that. I cut everybody off. I couldn't find someone that I felt safe with. Mm -hmm. And so once you show up for them, be a safe place. You know, I to me, that was just important to find because it was hard to find. And so everyone left and it was just like, I don't trust anyone. So how can I find that safe place? You know, mm-hmm. I know that I did a lot of prayer and a lot of, you know, um, me and Jesus time. Okay, Lord, this is between you and I. But I also needed a person that was able to, and I think we talked about this, um, just hugging hug someone because I needed that hug for me not everybody likes to be touched and so you know obviously like ask but I needed a hug because I didn't have someone to hug you know and I just needed that support just that just that healing hug you know and you can feel that when someone comes in with their just being genuine and just that safe place and then when you hug and you feel that it's like oh my god it's like a release Mm -hmm. you know you can release that and you feel safe so yeah it can it can be really difficult but that safe per there's a safe person there's a safe you know support system that you can have Definitely. And that's good. I love that you talked about the physical touch of things because that actually also really heals the nervous system. And it just touch. That's why with babies, when they're born, they have to be touched because it totally changes the chemistry of their body and their brain. And um, it calms them because it totally affects the nervous system. Mm -hmm. People, there have been studies on this. You can Google it. Uh, But when you don't touch, when there's someone that has never been touched, it's really hard for them to accept love. It totally rewires your body. And I think just having, when you are married, right, or in a relationship, you're so used to having that touch at some point that not having that anymore, even if it wasn't, you know, in the way that you wanted it, just not having any sort of touch at all can be really, it can really affect you. Oh, absolutely. And so I think being able to, like you said, respectfully say, hey, do you just need a hug? Mm-hmm. Or gifting them with a gift card to go get a massage somewhere. That can be a, a, such a game changer for them too, to have yeah. a break to themselves, to have like a spa day, um, to be able to just have time with themselves, but also have that physical touch. And like you said, some people don't want that and they're like, no, I don't ever want to be touched. But most people, most people do. And so just asking uh, can be just such a good help. Um, There's no judgment whether you agree or not with one party or the other. We talk about that. A lot of times I think that is not always presented. There's always some sort of judgment. But that this would be another key tip is just don't judge either party. Like go into it very neutral. Like I'm just here to love another human being. I'm not here to be, again, the Holy Spirit or the judge or like the mediator. No, just love. Whether you agree or you don't agree, we're all human and we all just want some sort of support. We want to be heard. We want to yes. be validated. And 
being heard and validated doesn't mean you have to agree with somebody. I think we get those confused, but just listening and being like, I hear you. Something as simple as responding, I hear what you're saying, can mean the world to somebody else. That's true. You know, it's, you have to be very careful when you're actually speaking to people and, you know, validating them, but staying neutral. You know, um, it's really key. I mean, I know for me it was just wanting to, you know, be validated, but I did not want to hear, you know, just other people's comments on it, you know, because it was already overwhelming. And so it is an overwhelming um, time. And so you're trying to navigate and just everything. So, you know, if you're still working, you have kids, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to probably move. And so it's just a combination of just so many things Mm -hmm. that you just want to make sure that, you know, you just don't want to hear that judgment. I don't want anyone just, you know, judging. And the validating is so key. You can validate in different ways. It doesn't necessarily have to just be just by listening. You know, um, it could be small little things. You can even send someone like a little card or, you know, flowers. I'm thinking about you, especially if you're far away, if you're in at a distance. You know, there's different ways of, I say, get, get creative. Think of ways that if you, when you know who the person is, um, get creative in thinking about what is it that they need at this moment that can bring joy and happiness. You know, it may be, even if it's just temporary, just bring a little joy and happiness and it could be the smallest little details. But those, to me, the smallest little details are the biggest things because that little bit of joy and happiness can just take my mind off of all the chaos you know even if it's just for the time a small time so keep the judgment to yourself um don't come in off the bat like girl what happened um you know you know let's be mindful of the pain that they are going through um so yeah no judge no judgment at all that's like a big no-no yeah that's key and you don't know what stage of grief that they're in either this is something else like there's five stage i think six but yeah technically there's five stages of um going through a divorce and i'll i'll tell you what those are but one is denial the first one's denial. it's really hard to even get to a point to i think admit that okay this is the step i need to take especially depending on the severity of the situation to angry you're so angry you know in so many facets that i wasted my life or that this person did this or that i'm being treated this way or now how am i going to do this with all the kids or you know this isn't the life i envisioned or planned for you know no one gets married to get divorced and so there's so many different things that can cause anger and processing, uh, bargaining, you know, going back and forth. Is it making the right decision? Am I not making the right decision? What is the right decision? And then having all these other voices or judgments can really skew your process of healing, I think. And four is depression and grief. This can last a long time because it's a major life change. Like you were saying, especially if you have kids, you're not just trying to work through it yourself, but your kids also have their own process that they have to work through and get affected by. And you want to make it as stable as possible for them. And I don't think a lot of people talk about how do you make a a stable transition for children like that? And so you're a lot of times on your own. There's no handbook to raise kids. And so that is like a whole 
another dynamic mm-hmm. that can be a long process. Um, and then acceptance. Mm-hmm. Acceptance is so hard, but acceptance is needed to move forward. And I think once a person is in that acceptance stage, you can see them thriving and they're excited about the future, not so much frustrated with what happened. And mm-hmm. and then my stage six is peace. Like yeah. there's so much peace after that. And regardless of the ups and downs, you truly are at peace with your decision. Yeah. You're at peace with the where you're at in your life uh, in that moment. And it can take a long time from stage one all the way to oh, yeah. getting to peace. Sometimes it takes years and everybody's walk and journey of life is different. And so I think that's why just having a no judgment, but instead just love them as a human being yeah. is so important because you don't know where they're at in those seasons or in those stages and how long they've been in any of those stages um one thing i want to ask how how do you think you can healthily move forward based on your experiences experiences we've talked with other people what are like a couple tips for maybe someone that has a friend going through this or maybe someone that might find themselves going through this where they can just feel like they are healthily moving forward instead of feeling stuck um, you know, I think we mentioned them for the most part. We, we've mentioned a lot of good, um, we gave a lot of good tips, um, but to healthily, especially if it's someone, it's an individual, you know, a lot of times you also have to remember, is this person going to accept my support? Sometimes people don't want it, to be honest. Um, and then there's times where people do. And so I think you have to kind of gauge carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, you know, be mindful that it's a very, again, all those emotions and all those, you know, all five, six, you know, of them, it's, you don't know what step, where they're at. And so um, listening to this podcast podcast is actually a very good good idea to listen to because we're giving you a lot of tips you know for them for everyone to really just navigate learn how to how to talk to them and how to approach right how is your approach and I think that's key I would say approach with love you know approach with peace and approach knowing that letting them know that you're not there to judge that you're safe place and um, again, it could be any little thing. It could be small little, the small little things can mean a lot. Whether it is, hey, let me take care of the kids, you know, for a day, go have a, go have a day off, you know, I'll take care of the kids or let me cook you dinner. You know, I just, those little things, um, be mindful of them. You know, let's go out, let's go hang out. Um, and again, doesn't have to talk about anything. Let that let that be in their court. If they're ready to talk about it, they'll talk about it. Trust and believe me. Oh, yes, we will talk about it. But um, if they don't want to, then be okay with that. And I think that's another thing is allowing for them to know that it is okay what they're feeling. You know, it's I think a lot of times people or friends will come down and kind of like shut down your emotions and your feelings like, oh, no, you know, oh, my God, why are you feeling that way? Like, oh, my God, this is a big, huge process. You know, you're losing you go through all those emotions for a reason. There's a reason why it's out there. Right. But don't come off the bats and just let them know that it's okay. It's okay. because for me, I wanted people to tell me, you know, it's okay. 
Yeah. And it's going to be okay. So the encouragement also, that's so key. Coming to someone and say, you know what? You're here now, but this isn't going to last forever. There is going to be an end and joy and happiness will encourage instead of coming down or asking the questions or, oh my God, what happened? No, let's be encouraging and let's just, you know, be that to one another, you know, just how is it that I can, that I can support you? Um, let's, joy will come, joy will come. This is just a season. And for me, my season lasted, oh my God, three years, you know, but it's like, there is an end and I had to tell even myself because I didn't have all the support system this is not going to last forever so it's okay to let them know whatever you're feeling and you're going through it's okay it's okay that's good and I think allowing yourself to feel if you're someone that's going through the process of divorce I think it's really important to give yourself grace it's so important to let yourself feel all the emotions instead of being down on yourself but we talk about this a lot like don't let yourself stay there give yourself time to heal give yourself time to process and um, i was actually talking to a friend earlier this week sometimes healing means being alone some people like to be alone to process and heal because to them they have no other voices there's no other distractions they can really focus and be intentional on themselves and what areas in their life they really need to you know have clarity on to be able to really move forward and heal and some people heal better by talking with other people and having a big support system so i love that you said that i think being intentional with asking hey what do you need from me how can i be helpful or do you just need time because some people get offended when you say oh i just need time Mm -hmm. and then they want to have nothing to do with you after that it's like no like everybody's wired different and everybody journey in life and experiences are different and depending on how severe or how much distrust or betrayal was in that relationship oftentimes equates to how much trust or distrust they're going to have even with their friends uh, and even other family members Mm -hmm. because they don't know what's going to get back and if you have lawyers or attorneys like you don't know what's going to you know come out that shouldn't come out not because of something bad but because how things get so twisted and manipulated and um put on other people and that happened to me too so it it's really hard you don't know kind of who can I trust who's in my corner who's not and as a person going through that season just give yourself grace it's okay to say what you need it's okay to say what you don't need and not to feel I think guilty about that and just time honestly that's something I've learned and time is the greatest healer I think the more that time goes by the more clarity you have the more that time goes by the less pain you feel the more that time goes by the happier you are where you are instead of where you used to be you're no longer missing or grieving as much and you eventually get to a place where you really love yourself and I think that's the biggest process and the hardest part in the journey of healing from a divorce is how do I love myself again to the core of who I am and I really it took me three years to really get to that point through a lot of therapy a lot of being real with myself being real with Jesus being extremely picky with who is going to be in my life Mm -hmm. and who is not going to be in my life and it's not judgmental for you to say this person's going to be in my life and I can't have this person in my life anymore. There's a time and a place for friends and seasons and you don't need to feel like you're being mean or you're not being loving. Mm -hmm. You have to do what you need to do 
to heal and move forward. So you can not just thrive in your life for yourself, but you can thrive in your life for your kids or, or for the people that are going to come into your life that God's Mm going to bring one day. So all that to be said, it's a journey. We are not professionals by any means. We're just real people talking about real life Mm -hmm. and sharing a lot of our experiences and stories through lots of different therapy and study and all of this stuff. But, um, we just hope that this series is encouraging and eye-opening and gives you practical like tools and yeah. steps on how to just be human yeah. and still love people and still love Jesus all the same time in the process of, you know, pain sometimes because life is not rainbows and unicorns as I wish it was. Uh, but thanks for joining us today. We are actually on vacation, so we want to get back to the beach. <laughs> um, but stay tuned next week because um, my hubby, Nelson, he's going to be on and we're going to kind of wrap up this four-part series. But have a wonderful weekend and join us next week.